Hey everybody and welcome to what I think is episode 205 of the Piper's Dojo audio experience um, and podcast. Um, For those who are listening to this someplace strange like SoundCloud or um, I don't know, some random place on the internet, this also syncs to iTunes and to your podcast player on your iPhone as well. And I would be really stoked if uh, people added this to their podcast playlist because um, it would just be a good thing. And I'm going to try to do more and more interesting things here over in audio land. So I've been thinking about doing this for a while and I just had to figure out the ins and outs of how I'm going to do this. And I actually hate director's commentary on movies when they just talk over the movie and they, you know, talk about what's happening and they kind of have like a good old fashioned good time and what have you. With that said, I think it could be invaluable to really have a solid talk through what's going on during one of my uh, practice sessions and people like it. I'll do more. Um, It's also a good way uh, to make me sit down and listen through the recordings of my sessions that I've made. So um, I'm having a PBROC session here today. I actually already had it. I'm about to uh, now do the commentary. Um, And it was not a particularly good session. It was okay. I mean, I, I got some work in and I'm learning things about my instrument that are really important, which we'll get into, but it's actually not, it's actually not a good performance or, you know what I mean? It's not like this perfect thing. Um, This is me just grinding it out. And I thought it would be really interesting to talk through exactly what's going on with the tuning of the instrument, the overall thought processes and strategies, as well as uh, for me, I'll be looking through, I'll have my music with me, um, and sort of trying to learn the music better. I, I don't have these tunes learned as well as I need to. So without further ado, let's get right into the practice session. We're gonna start right from the beginning uh, when I first get my pipes out. Here we go. So from the beginning, the pipes are quite out of tune. And the first thing that I'm doing here is I am bringing all of the drones in tune with each other. See how I did that? Now when I check with the chanter, the drones are quite flat. Or sorry, the chanter is quite flat relative to the drones. So now I'm going to move all the drones up, getting them in tune with each other again. Then I'll check with the chanter again. This is essentially what you should be doing as well, regardless of what level you're at. Um, You just might do it with one drone at a time, you know, just by tuning one drone to the chanter and making changes rather than all three. Now, the chanter is still flat relative to the drones here, but I'm going to start into some of the nitty-gritty stuff that I need to work on in my P-Brock. And I'm going to let the chanter gradually come up to pitch, because as the temperature increases inside the bag, the pitch of the reed is going to come up as well. So this is a tune called Lament for John Morrison of Asin House by the great Donald McLeod, and it's one of the tunes I'm playing in the silver medal. 
it, you'll hear you'll hear I regularly make mistakes here. I'm trying to learn this variation. That's what I'm doing with my time right now. Because as you know, that the pipe is not locked in the way we want quite yet. Here we are in the third line. Can you hear how the pipes are starting to sound pretty nice because the chanter has come up to pitch? Listen to how the interval between the chanter and the drones now sounds quite pleasant, where before it sounded pretty dull and flat. As a matter of fact, on E, you can hear, on E, you can hear a bit of discourse there. Discord, because we've actually passed the drones, things have become sharp. So what I'm doing right now is reaching up and bringing the drones down, sharpening the drones. I start by sharpening the outside tenor, the middle tenor to match that, and the bass to match the two tenors. Now, I'm giving another go to the third line here. See here, I thought I got it wrong, talking to myself, but I actually got it right, but I was just checking with the music, which is nearby on the music stand. And there, I made a mistake. So I'm continuing to let the pipe settle in here. Um, it's continued to go up in pitch, which is very normal especially before moisture sets into the instrument, moisture is gonna take the pipe the other way. It's gonna help flatten things off a little bit. But in the beginning, before much moisture is in the pipe, right, the chanter gets sharper and sharper. And that's where I'm adjusting my drones now, just to match the chanter so that it's enjoyable to listen to myself as I practice, basically. That's what's going on here. Notice, take note that I don't expect everything to be perfect yet. I'm just trying to get everything in the ballpark right now. We'll, we'll try to get some perfection once the moisture has reached its sort of full level as well.
So again, now I'm using the Krun Lewith doubling variation just to try to get more memorization work in. I think I'll screw up plenty of times as I recall in this variation. So as this carries on, I'll just hammer home, right? I'm using this material. I'm workshopping something that needs a lot of work right now on purpose because I also have to spend time getting the temperature and moisture um, to its most stable state here. Um, so I'm killing two birds with one stone and this part of the practice session is designed not to be the greatest. You hear that if you have a very discerning ear, you will hear the chanter still sharpening up a little bit as I play. So there's me adjusting the drone slightly again. Doing my very best to get rid of all those tiny little beats or those disturbances in the tuning and clean it out so that it really truly sounds like just one drone. That's my objective. That's my sort of litmus test as I play. Okay, so I'm starting the tune from the top here. Um, so I'm starting John Morrison of Assen House here. From the very beginning, this is the ground of the tune. I just wanna point out, I'm not expecting this tune to go well yet because I really don't have it memorized particularly well. So I'm gonna, I'm attempting to play it from memory expecting to get quite a few things wrong. I have the music nearby. Anyway, let's just uh, kind of listen to this. Feel free to enjoy it, um, but be prepared for a couple of issues here as the tune continues along. little mistake there, but nothing major there. I decided to keep going. Had to check the music here. 
now we're on to variation one. Uh, commonly referred to as a thumb variation in Pibrock because, as you'll hear, there's a lot of thumb doublings that now embellish the melody that we learned in the ground. The pipe is quite nice here. Although, if you listen super carefully to these drones, they're 99.5% great, but there's that 0.5% where we hear those tiny little beats or instability at least. Something's going on there. There's no mistakes in this variation because I was just watching the music as I played here. Beautiful variation, though. I like how I'm playing that there as well. We'll have to see if the experts agree when I run this by them. mistake there. You can hear the drones drifting a little bit and I will say by the end of my practice session today my drones were getting some condensation on them and so maybe you know that's all this is and a simple drying out of my desiccant moisture control desiccant uh, would help address this issue. Overall the sound is very pleasant but the drones are not 100% solid here.
So at this stage of the game, I really didn't want to stop and do any tuning, you know, during this process, but the drones just were not staying and it was becoming quite distracting. So I decided to tweak them. It's that sort of behavior that gets you in trouble though. And so that's why I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get into the situation where I, you know, I'm sort of teaching myself that bad habit. Uh, in the next tune that I play in the session, I purposely gut it out, even though the pipes don't stay quite as well as I wish they would. I'm going to let this roll, and I will see you guys again in just a couple of minutes when we reach the end of this segment. And we uh, sort of start into the um, higher stakes element of the practice. Okay, so that was the end of that, the Kronloth variation of that tune anyway. I'm now going to uh, sort of get into tuning my pipes a bit. And I, at this point, I'm gearing up to, uh, I'm gearing up to have a good run through of one of the tunes that I'm particularly comfortable with. And that's what this second phase uh, is all about. What I'm doing at this stage is testing my chanter against the drones trying to find the perfect spot 
to tune those drones to um, so that all the notes lock in you know, as perfectly as I possibly can. So I get all those intervals as good as I possibly can. A very interesting thing has happened at this stage. So I've now been playing for about 20, mm, about almost exactly 20 minutes. Uh, by the time you know, I start the tune, it'll be a minute or two later. But now the moisture inside the bag has gotten enough into the chanter reed that the chanter reed has started to take what I would call its final form, where the moisture has worked into every little nook and cranny into that reed. And now the tuning of the reed will start to become particularly stable and should not move. With that said, the chanter continues to actually go flat um, during this performance as we go. And you can listen to that sort of deterioration of the sound as we go through the tune. Uh, I didn't play this tune perfectly, made a couple of mistakes, but uh, I enjoyed uh, the tune in general. So let's just have a listen. I'm not going to do much more commentary now until the end.
So my experience as we wrap up this tune, the drones didn't go too wildly out of tune. But the chanter went, I would say, considerably flat throughout the course of this performance. You could just hear the interval, low A and E are just not as good as they need to be. And one final thing I'll do before I finish up is I will uh, tune my drones a little bit flat and just sort of listen to how things sound just to confirm things did actually go flat. So listen to the better intervals here. So I do quite a bit of that. I do quite a bit of that nowadays. I, I really focus on those key P-Brock notes, E, C, low A, and B especially, those cadence notes. I really focus on making sure that uh, when blown steadily, they all perfectly lock into those drones. And that's a big consideration, you know, that can really make or break a performance both from the judge's perspective and from my ability to focus is a big thing as well. I'm gonna produce the best tune when I get the best quality bagpipe. So anyway, that's my first uh, venture into uh, a little commentating during a practice session. I hope that you found some of it kind of informative and uh, at the same time maybe enjoyed a little bit of music, even though it's not polished. And I know that um, it can still be really educational and hopefully quite enjoyable. Um, I always loved listening to the great players. Like I've had such great opportunities to listen to people like Jack Lee, and Angus McCall, and Stuart Little, and Alan Bevan, and the list goes on and on. Just listen to these guys kind of practicing. What do they do to develop themselves? And, and you can see that sort of arc. And eventually I'll get into a um, <clears throat> two-pebrock pattern, which I kind of did today, really, I suppose. Um, and that, that's going to about max out the amount of time I want to play. I don't want to, uh, you will notice I keep my pipes going continuously the whole time. Uh, but that's about 35 minutes of playing. And anywhere beyond that, it starts to get a little bit on the risky side as far as moisture accumulating too much and causing things to really go out, right? Like you want to be, uh, you want to be arriving in front of the judges at probably just about 25 minutes to 30 minutes of playtime. This is just my experience. And then from there, you know, your pipes will stay and hold and be totally in the zone for the performance. That's the goal, but it's not, um, it's not all uh, lollipops and fairy tales, right? Um, there's so much minutia, so much adjustment to get things just the way that we want it. So I hope that was enlightening. Definitely comment and uh, let me know what you thought. But meanwhile, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the audio experience here. And we'll see you again in a future episode. Thanks very much for listening.